0: I ordered some fruit and the delivery man came up, uh, rung, rung the bell and I answered it and I was wearing a nuclear assault t-shirt and instantly he was just said, DUDE, NUCLEAR ASSAULT! This is Different Times Podcast, and this is episode number 29. We're getting old, aren't we? Yeah. That is good, isn't it? Is that good, 29? Well, for us,
1: it's like all good fun, because we get to sit here and have a laugh. It's just whether the people out there are enjoying it. It goes...
0: Well, our listenership goes up week by week, which is is good. Tell all your friends about it. 29? 29 listeners. (laughs) Yeah. Episode 29 listeners... Uh, There's been a few things that have happened this week, Uh, I'm Paul, that's Dan, I don't know if you've already said that. Because this is like the 15th time we've tried to record it this week,
1: we did forget to do the introductions, so yeah, I'm Paul, Dan is sitting next
0: to me drinking a coke, what's happened? Maximum rock and roll Dan, that's what's happened, you sent me a, a, a screen grab this morning. Yeah, I was on the
1: toilet at work on Facebook, as everyone does, and our friend the doc, Daniel Dockra... Posted um or retweeted or posted from maximum rock and roll that they're no longer they're not gone, but they're no longer doing print
0: issues, and print issues is what it's all about, yeah for, that's for our me, thing that, that's our shit man i'm I'm really sad about it, so i'm gonna miss I've only just got back into it that's the thing that's a stupid thing. do you think we jinxed it last <laughs> week? So no they're always there, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I, I got this old issue, and I read it front to back. I just loved it, and it took me back to, to the good old days when I was getting it almost on a monthly basis. I still get it on a monthly basis. Oh, oh, you're so married. I remember getting all the ink on my fingers, and it was much the same this time round. It was just, it was nostalgia, but I was discovering new bands constantly. But yeah, to get this news, oh, it's a bit sad. So what I'm going to do... When, uh, when I've got some time, I'm just going to do like I have done when Paul gets terrorised and Q and not Q. I've got a couple more issues of Maximum Rock and Roll. So whenever we're stuck for an issue to put out midweek or something like that, I'm just going to knock two of those out and go through a ton of bands from it. Sometimes um, I knock two out. <sighs> this is this is sad news. Don't make sex jokes. No. This is Maximum Rock and Roll we're talking about. Ah. Oh. <laughs> I'll need something to cheer us back up again. Cheer me up. Well, do you remember Metallica a few
1: months ago said they were bringing out their own whiskey and they were playing Metallica to the whiskey. Did how how did you say whiskey? Whiskey. All right. Um, well, now there's a new beer coming out. Do you fancy a can of Enter Night with me, bro?
0: Enter Night. Wow. How old's is this? this uh, I just saw this today. That's awful. What type of ice? Oh, it's it's, uh, it's a German Pilsner sort of. Oh, okay, love, apparently. All right. I, I mean, I will give it a go. I was such a mug with the the Motorhead beer and the Iron Maiden beer. Hey, Trooper's good. No, no Trooper's not good. It's like tastes a bit muddy and. Don't so worry about that Sonisphere where we went, and that was what we drank. Well, it was off a tap. That was different than what you can buy. Uh, in the bottled, it 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 tasted a bit different to me anyway. But now they've released that Iron Maiden pale version of Trooper. Oh really? Some pale ale, pale ale. Pale ale. Thanks, mate. Much better. Did I really enjoyed it. If it, it tasted like a beer, which was rather than mud. If you can, <laughs> if you can hear my dog uh, running about, he's uh, he's been let free today upstairs because I've got no wife here. She's gone on a training course, so. It's just me, Daniel, and the dog. I've, um... Dan, I've got some more news. At work, just serving customers I do. I work in the council. I, like, work with the homeless and stuff like that. I thought you sorted out bins. used to sort out bins. I sort out bins when I'm at home, but when I'm in... Well, you it's... do that in your private time for fun. <laughs> I just love it. I, I miss <laughs> it. Uh, but uh, right now, I'm, like, dealing with the homeless. Anyway, th- this is where I'm going. When you say... you'll Deal with them. Do you like you know deal with them? You sort of. I I, I make try them and get, disappear. I
1: try. <laughs> throw I throw them in the back of a truck and drive them up north. That, there you go. Your Sunderland's <laughs> problem now. Chuck them out. That,
0: that's uh, that is quite what the council does here when they deal with the homeless problem. Bastards. We uh, I try and rehouse uh, the homeless. That's what I try and do. Anyway, I've noticed on Sunday last week. Someone turn up in a baby's free T-shirt. Wow, that's amazing! Which one? Like, the the gold the gold one with the burning witch big logo of baby's free, and I was just like, I was, like he's not going to recognise me. So I, I just continued. I <laughs> just continued working uh, as you do, and uh, I just was talking to the fella. Yeah, yeah, a little bit, but didn't recognise me or anything. No, you're like a Margate legend. A Margate legend. That's what I thought. Like, talk about ego deflation. So anyway, two days later, another person walks through with a fucking Baby's Free t-shirt on. And then I realised what happened. I gave away all my Baby's Free t-shirts to the homeless shelter. Um. Mate, I was gutted. <laughs> I thought there was this renaissance. It just twigged. It went, and Claire went, you fucking idiot, Paul. I was like, oh, I what had a did. similar story many, well, probably two years
1: ago now. I was in Tesco's in Margate with Jessica, just getting some bits on the way home from picking her up. I uh, went up to the counter and I had an Ohms T-shirt on. I think it was the original one on the piss yellow T-shirt. Oh, yeah. I uh, got to the counter and the bloke was like, oh, Ohms, good band, man. And I looked at Jessica and she like smiled and I was like, yeah, daddy's a rock star. Uh and then he started telling me this story once about how... He obviously hadn't twigged that I was in Homes. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, they're cool, yeah. Uh, and, then, yeah, I got to deliver a pizza to Paul Waller, the singer's house, once. And
0: <laughs> 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 right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think i told you that before. No, I, <laughs> it's cool. I remember uh, I ordered some fruit and the delivery man came up, rung, rung the bell and I answered it, and I was wearing a nuclear assault T-shirt and instantly he was just said, Dude, nuclear assault! And you might think, oh, Paul, why are you doing an American accent? <laughs> yeah. It's because he was American. And then I found out he's the lead singer of a band on Deathwish. Really? Yeah. Uh, Cold World.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah,
0: yeah. His name's Dan and he's married to one of our old friends, Hannah. Hardcore Hannah. Yeah. So, small world, man. But that was so great. You just answered the door and someone goes, Nuclear assault! It's a way forward. That's how I answer the door all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, uh, any new music? Come on. The the year's two weeks old. You heard anything new yet? Well, you see, I
1: just watched a Def Leppard movie the other day, so I've been listening to Def Leppard a lot. Mate, I... I, Did you... Right, you said it was on YouTube. Yeah, I watched it on YouTube with shitty German subtitles. So subtitles, but it's in English. The film's English. The subtitles are German. (laughs)
0: I'm glad. Okay, what's it called? Def Leppard Hysteria. So if I put that in, I can watch that tonight on YouTube, Happy As Larry. Yeah. Brilliant. That's my my night sorted. Well, for me, two things came out that I really like, right? Now, that band Rosetta, remember them? Yep. They released a four-track EP, which went up on Spotify one day and came down the next... Why? I have no idea why. Uh, You can go on their band camp and listen to it. So I listened to it once and then gone. Weird. And then I also... That's my dog walking around, sorry. Also, uh, the new Lana Del Rey. Oh, fuck. What? No, mate. It's really good. Honestly, it's called Hope is a Dangerous Thing. Uh, And so far, two weeks in, that's my favourite thing that's come out this year. But if you want to laugh, if you want to like almost a belly laugh and you know how when you're on your own it's really hard to actually laugh if you're on your own watching a comedy you don't laugh as much as you would with someone else sitting there because it's an infectious environment okay do Do you yeah okay because I'm normally drunk (laughs) so you're just laughing at the world yeah okay well Paul McCartney who we talked about a few episodes ago he's released a new song this year but he's using that vocal vocoder stuff, like Cher. Ooh. This guy's, like, almost 112. <laughs> and it's fucking unintentionally hilarious. Starts off for the first 30 seconds normal, and then just kicks in. Kicks in. It's fantastic. I'm going to have to give that a listen, I think. We're going to play a little bit now. But still I remember your face Forever Forever
1: It's all tricks of editing, and we're still sitting here and oh. you just stared at me weirdly for about 10
0: seconds. Oh, fuck. Did right. give me
1: a little erection though.
0: Any anything else you want to talk about that's happened this week? No, let's crack on to your mag slag. Like. Right. I've had this one a little while and I, I I'm just sick of it sitting there. It's getting so you know when old paper goes yellow and brittle, it's getting more yellow and brittle as every day goes past right now. This is uh, from 1980, and it's *Enemies* November the 29th issue. Dan, did you even look at it this time? Because you didn't look at my shit last week. I did, of course I did. And I listened to the nice (laughs) playlist you made me as well. Oh, wow. That's good. Okay. Let's start with the cover stars. Um, I don't even know how to pronounce the name properly. Uh, Cabaret Voltaire, I guess. That was
1: some...
0: I liked that. was weird. It's another one of those bits where it's like, oh, what's he giving me to listen to
1: now? But I ended up quite liking that. It started off with just like weird noise and then got into like some sort of lo-fi punky sort of feel. Yeah, it's almost like it could be a Green Day
0: riff. But did you did you notice all the weird electronics? Yeah. They're literally spurting here, spurting there. It's like early onset of mixing punk rock with and electronica. electronica. And it's like some some call it proto-electronica. Uh, I don't know what that means when they talk about Cabaret Voltaire. Uh, I guess that means pre Proto? Proto. Well, Protoceratops was an early dinosaur. So there we go. So, but an early form of yeah, the electronica. Yeah,
1: i trying to talk about dinosaurs. Right, oh, go, okay. Go, go, protoceratops go. was an early dinosaur that led yeah. on to like Triceratops and all that.
0: I was is that the end of the dinosaur discussion? No, yeah, this isn't the dinosaur podcast. Oh, fuck. Well, it sort of is because we're talking about November 1980. <laughs> okay, so um, right, I was one. This is the only band, even though they're a the cover star. This is the only band I just don't feel qualified to talk about. I read the interview and it didn't really give much away. Like it was pretty, pretty an arty interview, just like the band's an arty band. Oh, they are definitely well up their own arse. So I didn't, I didn't get much from it, but. I started listening to them, and I'm really intrigued by them. Uh, I, I imagine at the time, as these things were being released one single at a time, it was like, wow, who is this? Like, and you could really get yourself into it and become a fan. Um, but just to open up like Spotify and press random on Cabaret Voltaire, was it was almost too much. There's no way I can listen to them and have a, a feel for them in a week. It was just so weird... Like you say, it was I every, think it was wrong. At the time, you've got to be our level deep
1: into music to be into them. It's not like they were just a band that you were going to be... Oh, yeah, I like Spandau Ballet or I like Duran Duran. I also like them. You're not... Yeah, yeah, agreed.
0: They're a deep dig, aren't they? Yeah. We'd give them a go, but expect to, if you enjoy it, it just expect to, like, be head-fucked because you've, there's too much just to, like, skirt... So I'm I'm gonna leave Cabaret Voltaire there, but would would I recommend? I really would. I just have no idea how I feel about it. So next up is gonna be Spandau Ballet. Now 1980 Spandau Ballet is different from the Spandau Ballet we know. Did you when you listened to that track listing that I sent you? Did you listen? Did you come across those Spandau Ballet tracks because it was quite a long track listing? I was yeah. Uh,
1: to me, it just reminded me of Duran Duran, like a sub part Duran Duran. Uh-huh aha yeah. type all in that vein am I wrong or? no uh, well,
0: it wasn't horrible <laughs> but
1: if I wanted to hear something like that I would put Duran Duran on put it that way
0: yeah I think Duran Duran were behind Spandau Ballet at this point Spandau Ballet had a uh, had more of a push behind them they were sort of coming into focus whereas Duran Duran although they had stuff out they were a little bit behind Spandau, so hmm. it was the, the following year when, like, everything was all, all all out, and the bands were competing. You suddenly had Spandau fans and Gerannis. and Jirannies, uh, That's what they were called. I'd have been a Jiranni, although I wouldn't have referred. I wasn't yourself. Was that? No, I did not like, I don't what? think it was gender specific. Actually, so they got the centre spread uh, in this enemy, and it was quite a good interview. The journalist was called Paul Rambali. I think that was his name. That's how I wrote it down anyway. Rambali. <laughs> I don't know. But he was out, uh, attempting to justify the band's hype, right? But the whole interview revolved around clothes. And, of course, they come from the new romantic movement. So it was all about fashion, blending fashion and music. But whereas Duran Duran were trying to in- infuse their songs with, like, pop melodies, Spandau were quite happy to, like, sit back and feed off this thing. They weren't into reading that interview. They're not into, like, hyping themselves. It seems like they don't give a shit, which obviously changed later on. But I just can't... I can't put my head in a mindset where Duran Duran and Spandau Ballet are unknown and they're breaking through. I, I can't do that. Because <laughs> they're so massive. Like, and, like, can you... I can't... There's nothing to relate it to in today's day and age when... Pop bands actually played their own instruments and, and things like that because you—that's an indie band already, sort of thing. If you're playing your own instruments, sort of thing. So, yeah, the closest thing mm, I could think of would be the old Blur and
1: Oasis thing back in the nineties.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: that's that's. Or was like right. that the early two thousands? No, mid <laughs> mid nineties. Yeah, mid nineties. You literally picked a side back then, didn't you?
0: If you were, yeah, totally. There was—I mean, were you Blur or were you Oasis?
1: Why are you even asking? I didn't fucking like either of them. Okay. But I chose Blur. All right. Okay. So he this... lives in a house, a very big house. Oh, no. Well, that was the song, wasn't it? It was that, and I can't remember what Oasis is one, and it was like the
0: battle for number one. Yeah. Blur won, but they lost the war. It's true. So Gary Kemp says, nobody within their scene, right? This is in the interview, and it's the bit I took from the interview. It said, no one within their scene is over the age of 23 and that's why their existence has all the journalists backs up. So like, journalists were already starting to slag Spandau Ballet off because they're just so young. Every they, all their entourage is so young. The journalists weren't giving them uh, a chance, and I think their music. To cut a long story short, it's a pretty good song. But like, I think they've only like Spandau have only got two songs that I like anyway. Like they're not my band, but. This NME is like celebrating the fashion of the New Romantic Movement and celebrating like these young bands. So I don't know where he's sort of got a leg to stand on here. He's got two pages, centre of NME. Uh, It's the only page with colour in it. It's like got that pink, horrible pink, faded pink colour that you can see on there. Right. It's just, I I don't know. I just don't know what he's moaning about. So, yeah, there we go. I think uh, if you're going to discover early Spandau... Chant number one, Don't Need This Pressure On, is the only place to go, really. It's the only good song I think they did. Um, Dan, fuck Spandau. Let's talk about this tiny advert for Def Leppard. £2.50 to go and see them. £2.50. And the venue, mate, I actually did a little giggle to myself. Doncaster Rotters is where they're playing. (laughs) What's Doncaster Rotters? You haven't played at Rotters? Mate, I haven't. (laughs) I actually looked it up on Google and couldn't find shit all about it, so... I don't know. Was it a made up advert? <laughs> but why would you make up Doncaster Rotters? I don't know. On through the night has already been out seven months at this point, right? So, Hello America is already in the rock fans' heads. Rock Brigade. Yeah, Rock Brigade. Fucking great song that as well. Ah, you did you listen to Rock Brigade and Hello America? I put them on that list. Yeah, but I've did it pad bring you back? Yeah, I'll definitely. I had that album as I said on the last podcast. yeah. yeah. I had that.
1: Really early on in my metal life.
0: Did you... Because when I was listening to... Getting into old rock and metal, I listening to Whitesnake, early Maiden, early um, Def Leppard. I got on Through the Night, and like you said the other week, didn't really rate it, didn't rate it at all, because I had all the other stuff. Yeah, bearing in mind at the same time, I was listening
1: to, like, Number of the Beast and Slippery When Wet and stuff like that. and
0: Better production. Yeah, just much better calibre albums. Yeah, it's 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 really interesting. Like I love. That's why I fucking love reading these old things. In fact, my next two weeks issues, I've got a nineteen seventy nine one and a nineteen eighty one again. You're gonna fucking hate it, Dan. Hate it. <laughs> next up, single of the week. There was a band called Silent Types, and I'm wondering if you've ever done this before, Dan. I couldn't find it uh, at all. So you've got uh, you use. Apple Music. Music. Yeah. So, do you ever find, like, uh, not necessarily this band, I've never heard this band before and I was just interested to find it, but have you ever not found a band? So, someone's released something that year or whatever and then you've had no choice. You know, like, Tool won't put anything up on social media to listen to on Spotify or whatever. Have you found that with a band that you want to get into but they're just not available so you have to actually go and buy a copy anymore? Um. Not really, no. For ages I couldn't get manic compression by
1: quicksand. Oh, yeah, that used to bug the fuck out of you, I remember. Uh, And I was on the verge of trying to find a CD and then it came on Spotify and now it's eventually come on Apple
0: Music. There's quite a few albums. I remember last year buying an album because it wasn't for free. So that sort of tactic, whether it's on purpose or not, works for me. If I want to hear something and I can't find it, I'll just go on amazon and buy it or wherever and buy it so mine was the melvin's album that came out last year or maybe it was the one the year before i can't remember now they seem to release two or three albums a year now but there was one that i couldn't get and people were saying oh this is a return to form i was like wicked that week that friday it didn't come out and yeah within a couple of days i bought it just because there was that little bit of hype around it and i needed to know so that sort of thing works so maybe we should uh we should encourage that sort of behaviour.
1: Black Sabbath, Die Young versus Girls' School. Yeah, right. I thought it was weird to have
0: two bands reviewed in the same review. Yeah, especially them two. You've got a heritage band... And then you've got, like, the up-and-coming girl school. It's like, what? Yeah, well... I have two separate headings. I think it's... And if you were looking through um, sounds that we're going to talk about next week, it was quite rock-centric, wasn't it? Sounds. Yeah. But not NME at this point. NME was just, like, trying to uncover any underground stuff. Like, as I say, there was that Def Leppard advert in the back. There were, there was these reviews. But they're all, like, like you say, joined together taking the piss out of a bit, it seemed old hat. Even Punk by 1980, like when it was talked about in This Enemy, was seen as a bit old hat. Yeah, I definitely felt uh, they were turning their nose up a little bit at Black Sabbath. What did you think about them giving Girls' School the victory? Uh, and Black Sabbath, Dio fronted Back Sabbath with Die Young, uh, and Girls' Schools, yeah, right, they sort of put them against each other. And I haven't heard Girls' Schools... Uh, Girl habit. School Yeah Right, um, it's a really, if you can think of that early Def Leopard, think cheaper, <laughs> oh <God. laughs> there you go, that's it, uh, <laughs> that Yeah Right is them having a go at their parents because their parents don't want them to go to go out, so don't you go out tonight, they're going Yeah Right, don't you hang around with boys, Yeah Right, don't you go drinking, Yeah Right! That's the sort of thing. It's all good advice, though. What was the problem? <laughs> I don't know. There was no problem. Um, full page ads. This is the bit I loved from this uh, enemy. I love full page ads, right? Because that's what the, the la- major labels are pushing, like putting all their money behind. Like, still wasn't cheap back in the day, like to to get a full page ad in enemy. Now there's tons of fucking shit out at this point, so Susie and the Banshees get a full page ad for their standalone single, Israel. made number 41 in the charts right so it didn't work getting a full page out, <laughs> it like didn't get in the top 40 Susie and the Banshees right now any interest at all uh, do, do you have a goth in you no no have you ever goffed about anything like him did you ever give a shit him the band yeah no no trying to think of other goths the cure yeah oh hello so you don't, don't mind a bit of The Cure. I don't... They're sort of more new romantic-y to no, me. Oh, man, they're full-on goth. Are they? Yeah, full-on goth. Yeah. Bauhaus? No. Nah. No. Nah. Okay. Bob Marley. Another full-page ad. He's my favourite goth. <laughs> He's proper goth. Redemption Song. Weirdly, I thought this come out like mid-70s, but no, come out nineteen eighty. I've always hated it. I think it's the worst Bob Marley thing. Yeah, when going. I saw it come up, I thought, "Oh, cool, some reggae." But it it was dull to me. It's just so acoustic, it's... isn't yeah. it? I remember like the girls at uh, music college would always like pick up their fucking acoustic guitars and play Redemption song. And it like, really made me want to kill them. Well, at least it's not playing fucking
1: Wonderwall by Oasis. Or was that what they played next? No, that, that was part of the set.
0: <laughs> right. Sham 69, fucking punk, you fucking punk!
1: Yeah, uh, right. obviously I've heard of them and I've heard them before, but to me, every one of those old punk bands that, from that sort of time, like them, the Buzzcocks, the Clash, all that, they've all got one good song that still gets played on radio and is, will still be on an advert today, yeah. apart from Sham 69.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this, this is uh, advertising the release of the first... The best and the last. It's a compilation, um, otherwise known as like the best of Sham69, although it's been deleted from the catalogue, you can't find it anymore. No, there's not. I think there's like six or seven other comps. So tons of shit out there. They're all containing this same track list. Now, track list. God, it's like I'm drunk. Borstal Breakout is the only song I'd heard of before. And I remember it being fucking raucous. Like, yeah, oi oi, yeah. Like, you know when punk can really move you and get you, like, yeah, I wanna fuck shit up, even if it's fucking. A quiche. (laughs) Punching a quiche, giving yourself a mohawk. (laughs) What am I doing? Shaving your beard in a funny pattern. Have you noticed? I've just about got enough hair. I've noticed your hair,
1: actually. It's hair. I could probably have spiky hair, like a punk. Nah, just keep
0: growing it out hair oh, yeah, yeah. I'm trying so I've been doing all week I tell you what they are really lightweight I found sham 69 at this point now they've been going a couple years before I guess so this is their latest stuff I guess but oh man it's really bad
1: yeah nothing reached out and grabbed me and maybe want like, to like swerve my car into oncoming traffic just to yeah. teach everyone a lesson
0: agreed. Next full page ad. Steely Dan. Never heard of them before. I heard the name right. lots, okay. but I didn't have a clue what it was. I was going to ask is your dad into Steely Dan. No. Nah. Right. Okay. But I am now. Okay, well I I really liked it.
1: It reminds me of like almost lounge music. <laughs>
0: Yeah, really liked it. God, we're pathetic. Oh, punk. Fuck punk. We're into (laughs) Steely Dan. What genre would you call it? Um, That's it. All I've written here, it sounds incredibly smooth and 70s and out of date adult rock. I I guess it seems really odd to be an enemy. Like I said, I'd heard the name and I'd always assumed it was country and western. So I was quite pleasantly surprised when this came on. Um, Yeah, like there's two bands that I've taken from this that I'm listening to on the reg. This one is for the album Gaucho? Gucho? Fucking hell, I can't. What do you think, Pugs? I'm coming back to them a lot. So I might I might actually buy something. I can imagine in a charity shop or in a record shop it's 99p. I can't imagine you're going to be paying a lot for Steely Dan. Uh, anyway, we're getting off because next is Queen. Flash. Ah. So this was the Flash single. Full page ad. Like, with picture of the film on it. Very exciting. I would have bought it as a kid. Uh, I would have just seen that and gone, fuck yes, I'm in. I'm buying this. I'm going to watch a film. That advert did its job. I listened to the Queen song, Flash, which I thought I loved, and I couldn't wait for it to finish. Really? Oh, mate, I'm, I'm out. Out. Have you heard the album that it's from as well? No. I know the song, obviously, because I just sang it, but... It's really it's really not up there. They did the Highlander soundtrack a few years later, which is great, which I, I can't knock. I love it. Um I think it was that was just called a kind of magic. It's a kind of magic. Yeah. You god, you know your queen. <laughs> Two socks. They're only the best-selling rock band ever. Uh, the jam's next, Dan. The jam. Sound effects. You don't particularly like the jam, but you know a couple of the songs. The only weird thing i would say about this one it's got a weird spaceship on the front cover of this advert which isn't actually on the album itself so it's like poor advertising i would have been going into the shop looking for that spaceship where's that it's nowhere because it's not the album cover next is a band that i really want to talk about because it's the other band i really loved weather report <laughs> one I only put one song on I heard everything all right okay so this is jazz uh, (laughs) and it's described on the ad as contemporary jazz (laughs) (laughs) it's dinner party music right but you took the piss out of me for having a dinner party the other day well if you were playing weather report I would have thought that's the way to be um I listened to the first few tracks of the album I liked it so much it's smooth jazz but it's got funky bass do, 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 do. and if you're not going to like funky bass especially with that 80s sound you're not going to like this but I'd recommend it it's my favourite Status Quo Dan what did you think of those Status Quo songs? I've always been a fan of Status Quo I had another drink i another drink and
1: then I tried to crawl to the door Double A side. That's Uh, like one of my bands that my dad got me
0: into when I was little. Yeah. Yeah. I fucking loved it. I was shocked. I thought I would hate it. The the song Lies uh, split AA side with Don't Drive My Car. Don't Drive My Car was alright, but Lies was just total boogie. Had that boogie thing that Status Quo always have. So tell me why you think Status Quo are better than like. all the other sort of shitty, what you would consider shitty 70s rock bands? Or are they not? Depends what you mean by other shitty so 70s you've got, rock bands. So you've got the likes of... For me, they're just one of those bands
1: that are out on their own doing their own thing. No one's...
0: So you wouldn't really see like them it. in the same sort of thing as REO Speedwagon, as John Cougar Mellencamp and all that lot. No, they're one of those bands for me that are like genre-defining, like
1: they're their own thing. Like, Iron Maiden is up there. Nothing is as good as Iron Maiden at doing what Iron Maiden do. Status Quo are the best at what they
0: do. Yeah, I sort of agree. That I, as I say, I was totally shocked. The album's called Just Supposing, and it's it's full of filler, but the the good songs are really good. And I think that happened with. With a ton of their stuff. Yeah, the singles are great. Like each album's probably got standout songs on it. I'm, I feel still a little bit embarrassed to say that I like Status Quo. Why is that? What's wrong with me? No. My I'm, elitist. I'd probably say I like Status Quo. Yeah.
1: I'd wear a Status a, Quo
0: t shirt unironically.
1: Yeah. I like them in a heritage sort of way. Like that's part of my youth. No, I wouldn't listen to it now very often. I wouldn't choose to put it on, I don't think. But if it came on on the radio, I'd be pleasantly surprised. Whatever you want.
0: So you, when you sing, you sing the hits. Did you like In the Army Now?
1: Whoa, whoa,
0: we're in the (laughs) army now. I fucking loved it, obviously. Yeah, that's weird, because that's sort of when I went off status quo. I got into them, like, maybe ten years ago. I think I had a tape with that on it, and then We Will Rock You... Uh, by Queen next funniest thing with status quo I found in a 99 pin uh, a band uh, a, a, an album called I think it was Blue For You or something and basically they'd got a sponsorship uh, with Levi's so they were wearing triple denim so they had denim Levi shirts denim jackets denim jeans right That's perfectly acceptable <laughs> It fucking look ridiculous. I came here tonight wearing double denim. Well, this is treble denim, Dan. And I know you've rocked treble denim once before because I did bring it up. Uh, anyway, I once gave this record to Claire to look at and without taking a second glance, she just threw it behind her. Like <laughs> it was just a piece of shit. And it cost me 99 pennies. What? Yeah, exactly. And like, she never does that. She never is spontaneous. It really got me. Like made me laugh. Instead of like wanting to smack her, it it just made me laugh Uh, didn't it like rupture your very soul who cares man it was status quo for 99p Uh, record played just the same bit snapped so two more bands not going to talk about them the pill album on this one was called Paris in the Spring it's a live album it's the worst pill thing you can get avoid it and Ian Drew Ian Drury no Drury D-U-R-Y Ian Drury. Drury? I thought it was Drury, but I'm not really... Not, nothing well, carried. yeah, him and the Blockheads with their album Laughter. That was the final full page ad on the back. Four-page ad? Full-page. I was going to say. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Four-page ad. Yeah, I look. remember Iron Maiden once did a... an a, a, for, On the Seventh Son album, did a fold-out, like three on the front, three on the back. Six-page ad <whistles> for that in enemy or not in enemy what am i talking about in kerrang and uh, oh, maybe it was metal hammer either way it's fucking impressive and i remember uh cutting it off and putting eddie on that on my door fucking great uh, but this ian jury bollocks like i've never connected with him i've never been able to it's like uh because of his london accent if i want to listen to the sleeve of mods i'll listen to sleeve of mods <laughs> you know, I, I and it's just like that but with like sort of catchy pop music, but it's just not good enough for me. And I know he's got like a real dedicated fan base that adore everything he does, but I've never found any any anything to like look up to like musically. Nothing to me. So by the end of this, like I was totally wrapped up in this playlist, listening to it all the time, uh just getting so much like that I didn't think I'd get from Status Quo Weather Report. But then you sent me over yours, your magazine, Metal Hammer, 2015 January, and again, like, you've pulled another one out of the bag, like, sort of makes me really want to read what you deliver because of, you always tend to choose, like, a date and time that is far removed from what I've been, like, absorbed in <laughs> just to yank you back out yeah he yanks me back out so tell me a bit about it
1: uh, well first thing i noticed is on the hammer stereo of what they've been listening to they've been listening to that awful twisted sister album christmas album that we oh about. god <laughs> um brooks wackerman or Wakerman, you ever heard of him never heard of him no um but he has done a shitload of stuff he's one of those people in the background that you'll go oh i know that i know that i know that uh, but you'd never know it's him. he's just sort of stayed obscure what 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 is Brooke? Well at the time that this came out, he's just become the new drummer of Avenged Sevenfold uh, and it's basically this article just going through the story of how he got there because I originally saw it Avenged Sevenfold for I, I don't like them, but they're they're one of the bands that are fucking massive and I don't understand why I need to like hear them and learn about them but I actually got more interested in this guy. History, rather than getting into a yeah, Sevenfold. yeah, I, I get that. I can't get into them either. It's like you know how like Taylor Hawkins from the Foo Fighters. You don't really know who he is, but then he's been in shit loads of stuff. It's like that. Yeah. Okay. Or maybe not to the same thing, but Travis Barker from Link Blink 2. So he's been uh, in Avenged Sevenfold. Yeah. Mass Mental was a little. Oh God, hated Mass Mental. Yeah. Bad Religion.
0: No. Yep, uh, he left after the Christmas song album. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of that on our Christmas podcast with like band members leaving after after they put their Christmas record out. Uh, and this is where it gets interesting. Tenacious D
1: with Jack oh, Black. Okay. Uh, infectious Grooves and Suicidal Tendencies. Wow, okay. With Mike Muir. He was in both bands wasn't yeah, yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Vandals. Shit, okay. Uh, Avril Lavigne's second album. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> and Corn's um, untitled album from 2007. Corn Corn?
0: Yeah. No, it's just untitled, isn't it? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> That was shit, though, if it's the same album I'm thinking. In fact, yeah. every Corn album's shit, except number one for me. I know you're quite the number two fan. <laughs> I do like a good number two.
1: Um, but, yeah, this guy's sort of been a bit unlucky. He's on every band's not greatest album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well... <laughs> like all the Bad Religion <laughs> albums he's on, they're the ones that are, like, all right. Yeah. Well. But he's not on, like, Against the Grain or Recipe for Hate or anything. That's a shame. But, you know, that's okay. He's, he's, he's making a living, for sure. Oh, yeah. He can't an, be shit. No, he's, he's not. I, uh, I think he's quite an interesting guy. If you read his Wikipedia page, cool guy. Certainly worth having a look at his right. history. okay. When we're really low of things to talk about, we could do a <laughs> <like> podcast.
0: <laughs> Ten years, we'll do a special podcast. What's his first name again? Brooke. Brooke.
1: It's like an American teenage girl's name from a horror (laughs) film, isn't it? Where's Brooke? She dead.
0: Okay. Next. Lady Baby. Oh, fuck off with Lady Baby. I saw this. I listened. I fucking listened to Lady Baby because of this. Go on. Talk talk to me about Lady Baby. (laughs)
1: Uh, I kept calling it the Baby Lady because there is a shop in Canterbury called the Baby Lady where Kim and I used to get William stuff from when he was a little baby. All right. Um my initial impression is it's like a low budget baby metal with a Australian wrestler as the singer. Okay. Which is what it is. And he looks like is it the Chemical Brothers who did Come to Daddy and it's got the same it's no. got like kids. Who was that? That was Aphex Twin. Aphex Twin. He looks like that demented beard yes, face. Of yeah, the yeah, Twin. that's right.
0: I remember the picture now.
1: Uh they class themselves as kawaii metal, which is a mixture of J-pop and traditional sort of modern metal. Uh, Wikipedia seems to suggest it was big between 2010 and 2014, and then all these bands just sort of disappeared. Um, the chap himself calls himself Lady Beard. God. <laughs> and it, it, as soon as you see it, it smacks of money making. Oh, yeah, we've seen um, baby metal, we're going to do a cheap, low budget version of it. Is there lots of these bands, though? In Japan, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, then his words, he thought he would be able to gain a bit of notoriety in the US, not become a global phenomenon.
0: I don't really see them as a global phenomenon. Well, I'd heard of them before, but never checked them out. But then I, I don't know baby metal. Of course, if you put them on, I know what they sound like, and I'd say, yeah, that's baby metal. But if you said, like, sing Gimme Chocolate or whatever it's called, I couldn't do that because I don't know. This band, after hearing it, like you said, I was like listening to baby metal, but not as good. Yeah, and the way, what uh, sums it up
1: like for the... me is at the ends. You know, I normally say like the single is now out on yeah, yeah, yeah. K Records or you know whoever. Well, this says uh, single Nipan Manju is now out on YouTube. So I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I had to have a look, and it's basically them just dancing around with selfie sticks. Making a really low-budget, shitty video.
0: What year was this? 2015, so it's not long ago.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, I think it's a very cynical attempt to make a few bucks and be gimmicky. Um, He says he's doing it to piss off metal purists, because metal is about fuck you and that's what I'm doing, which is just a bit hackneyed, isn't it?
0: Okay.
1: Uh, I did then after watching that video, think, I'm going to check out what they're doing now, see if they're still going. And now they've turned into a four-piece with, and in the video, it's just the four girls. uh, And the Aussie guy is still blatantly singing the vocals in the background. He's just not in the video anymore. And he's got another band called Deadlift Lolita with more little Japanese girls just jumping up and down.
0: Um, (laughs) It sounds dodgy. Yeah, it does. Is he like like the record producer and like the the (laughs) mogul? Who knows? It's weird. Don't yeah, talk about I don't know. Let's stop, let's stop talking about this. What are they called? Baby lady. Baby lady. Lady baby. lady. See, you've no idea. We've, we've just gone through it. and we've We don't know. Lady baby.
1: Baby ladies. Discs of Doom. Ryan Strand of Black Dahlia Murder is in this. All right. Uh, and I don't give a fuck about what he's got to say, so I'm going to
0: ask you the questions. Oh, God, Quick fire great. round.
1: First record you bought?
0: First record I bought was, oh, with my own money, uh, I think it might have been Prince or Kiss. No, it was Kiss, lick it up. Best album artwork? Iron Maiden, Somewhere in Time. Good call. Cool. Album you wish you made? Ah, oh, Prince and
1: Around the World in a Day. A kid asks you what metal is. You give them...
0: Oh, that new Anál (laughs) Northrock. That's a bit extreme. Well, that's what metal is. Album played at your funeral. Um. Oh man, it'll be really long. It'll be really long, 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 long songs. Um, sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Don't smoke. Fair enough. (laughs) Really, really piss people off. No one would believe you own. Oh, mate, people know that I own so much shit. Um, no one will believe that I own... Let's go for uh, Brittany's single, I'm a Slave for You. That was probably the the very last bit of 7-inch vinyl that I bought. That was out on vinyl? Yeah, I bought that because I loved it. Um, album that broke your heart? Mineral, and Serenading. still does listen to that and it's just a... It, it, it I think upsets me. Not coming from that one. I think they're coming from the angle of what album was... Such a letdown yeah. that it upset me. Oh, jeez. Uh, Rollins Band, Wait. Really? Yeah, really disappointed with that. After the end of Silence, Rollins Band's Wait, I was gutted. And finally, first album you had sex to. No, no doubt. Shut uh, up. Tragic Kingdom. No. I didn't listen to music whilst um I made my own music. <laughs> yeah, and I wish that wasn't on, because now whenever I think about like being with that girl, I can just think of bloody ding <singing> ding 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 I hate it. People who defined 2015
1: Bruce Dickinson because uh, Brook of Souls came out in 2015. Yep. But we're not going to go into that now. We'll talk about that on our special coming up soon for all you Maiden fans. Good segue. They call me the Segway maker.
0: Yeah.
1: Papa from Ghost, one of my current heroes. Uh, Meliora came out this year. Uh, although they did the naughty thing in Metal Hammer of saying, oh, the ghoul that gave the interview sounded just like the singer. And I think that Metal Hammer
0: should be a bit more... Hi, I think I've said this to you before, that Tobias, Tobias? Tobias Ford. Fucking hell, oh, I always get his name wrong. Um, he had no choice, I don't think, at that point, because wasn't that the period where they were getting sued by the rest of the band? So Tobias was, like, uh, in that court battle. And the press would have all sort of had no choice but to release those details, because that's the press. They're reporting the news. So he sort of got in before them. I think yeah. that's maybe what happened there.
1: Some, weirdly, you say that. Some of the um, the more independent, smaller bits that I was reading, they still referred to him as Cardinal Copia took the stand or Papa took the stand oh, rather cool. than Tobias. Which is, if we were to start a band where we were anonymous, that's what I'd want
0: the press to treat us. Yeah, I think it's it's important, like a little bit of mystique. If a band wants it, then the press should like yeah, go with duty it. To uphold it not be a prick and
1: ruin it for everyone yeah and the real reason i picked up this thing obviously any chance to talk about ghost is good but will from creeper was mentioned they back in 2015 they seemed like they were going to be massive they were one of those bands that was on everyone's lips as like the up and coming uh sort of thing they signed to roadrunner with their callous heart ep yeah. which i thought was pretty good uh best british new coming kerrang in 2016 Best new artist in Metal Hammer, Golden Gods, 2016, 2017. Rock Sound had him as Artist of the Year.
0: Mm.
1: Bit late. Rock Sound. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they released Eternity in Your Arms in 2017. Terrible. It was all right. I liked it. Okay. Uh, Great. And things seemed to be going good. They were like on the up, EP out, albums out, getting loads of accolades, getting loads of recognition. They played Coco in Camden, uh, finished the gig and
0: just said, Yeah, thanks, that was our last gig. Well, and no one has heard much since. When this happened, this was only a couple of months back, wasn't it? That it happened, just before Christmas, I think it was. My Facebook went sort of mental. Everybody that uh, posts in those uh, That's Not Metal message boards and uh, uh, just general Facebook as well was commenting on it, so I couldn't escape it, like, for at least a good two days, and, there's, it's just all speculation now, with Creeper, did, did he mean it, are they going to come back, as something else, sort of like, reinvent themselves, like Bowie did, Uh, is that what they're going to do, or is that actually it, and like, again, but he hasn't come out, and said anything, members of the press, know, exactly what's going to happen, but like you said about Ghost, oh, you reckon, no, I know, ah, Uh, And I pushed this person for a bit more info. Um, I wasn't actually interested, but I just wanted to... (laughs) I'm talking to someone from uh, Kerrang. Uh, So, yeah, I'm going to keep it going. Uh, And they wouldn't wouldn't budge, they wouldn't tell me. And, like, that's that's good, right? So no matter what's going to happen, whether they change a name, whether they continue, whether that's it, we're going to know soon enough. And because we're going to know soon enough, which is the message I got, I can only see it being they're going to come back as something maybe slightly different. Mm. That's all I can tell you, because that's all I know. Fair enough. Uh, There was a year-end poll, but I think we've done
1: enough quizzing you on... Fucking hell, I hate that shit. Uh, But it says, Book of Souls by Iron Maiden is better than Meliora by Ghost. Mental.
0: Uh, Mental. It actually got Elm of the Year, right? Yeah. Now... We're going to talk about this in our upcoming Iron Maiden special, so I don't want to go too much into Good it plug. right now. Thanks, mate. But l- let's just say Iron Maiden, Book of Souls, shouldn't be number one of anything for me, except the best Iron Maiden album called Book of Souls was Book of <laughs> Souls. I know you rate it a lot more than I do, but let's talk about it then. Later, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Faith No More with a new album, Sol Invictus, were near the top. Which, you, didn't you like it at first, but then sort of drifted away from it? Yeah. It It didn't stick with you. I know Claire loved it to the point where I bought it for her that Christmas. And like, she didn't go off it. But, saying that, she's not listening to it now. So maybe that's how you can judge that. She much prefers listening to Tiger's Jaw. uh, And Foxing. Oh Dan. It's hard life for you. Oh.
1: Um, not much in the top fifty from the UK scene at all. Considering um, what came out, we had Ohms released one.
0: Just, it, that didn't even get in the top fifty, did it? No, Molo Tomazzi
1: had one out. Man. Employed to serve, greater than you remember. Svalbard, two thousand twelve to two thousand and fourteen, that didn't get a mention. There's nothing in there that's from our like from our scene. It was from Holy Raw. Well, yeah, that's all Holy Raw stuff. But <laughs> yeah, what else? Did Venom Prison have one out that year? No, I think that was the next year. But well, still, there's nothing in there. But, but it's like underground doom. Well, well let's or face it.
0: I think. Hardcore well, really? I think the UK scene uh, has bits and bobs everywhere. And then you've got Holy Raw, which is everything spouting off that. So. Well, that's and, what I mean. There even other bands. Um, Like other Doom bands, like Conan, not mentioned anywhere. I never get mentioned in any of these polls. No one gives a shit about Conan in the mainstream. in the mainstream press. You're saying I'm not mainstream? You're not the mainstream press. You're Daniel Sargent fanzine. Pantera had a new album out, and
1: there was a new song that hadn't been released before. Pantera? What's the album? It's like a best of. It's all the albums released on vinyl in like a box set.
0: Ugh, okay.
1: Uh, new song from Vulgar Display of Power. Oh, okay. Uh, called Piss.
0: And? I, and I need to double check that. That sounds right. I think it was called Piss. There we go. Uh, piss. How many songs are called Piss? Piss by Pantera. And it sounds to me, I can hear why
1: they... <sighs> It go. sounds to me like it was written in between Cowboys from Hell and Vulgar Display of Power, and it's still got that um, almost glammy swing to it that was they were trying to stamp out
0: in Vulgar Display of Power. Well, I've heard this song in the past, but didn't realise it was like this exclusive thing. I think that... I listened to it because that's not metal. Second mention for, for them this podcast, they mentioned it in their Pantera special. That's right, yeah, I remember now. And uh, yeah, so I listened to it back then and I didn't rate it above anything that went out, but then my favourite Pantera is Great Southern Trenkel. Love that. I don't think there's not one album that opens better than, than this. <laughs> Lots of albums open like that. Yeah, but come on, not like that. <laughs> they invented that. <laughs> okey Oh, that was amazing. I've got a few things that I want to mention from this before we go. That's all right, fella. As long as one of them's damnation. One of them is damnation, but let's leave that. Let's just talk about this Deaf Leopard. It's a Def Leopard centric episode. And I wanna I, I couldn't not mention this self-titled album that I had no idea, no idea that it came out. Is this the advert on the inside cover? Yeah, yeah. This is the advert. And I was like, what the fuck is that? What's this album called? And then I sort of done a snigger, I've left the title of the album off. They're so shit, but it's actually just <laughs> called Death Leopard. Um and as I say, no idea it happened. The songwriting here, this is the key. So I'd listen to a, uh, Def Leppard, each album up to this. And like I think it's because a friend at work was a real big fan of White Snake and Def Leppard. So I always wanted to be able to chat with them. I just decided, fuck Def Leppard, they're so shit. They're so bad. I've had enough. And then I put this on and I kid you not, it was still not good, but it was far from shit. Like the the production was better, sounded a bit more modern without sounding flat and ultra sparkly produced, which you would expect Def Leppard to be doing. They you can really see that they're trying to go back to the Whoa world, worlds, and like all the big. They're trying to get back to that big Mutlang um, production style, but. It's a little bit muddy in places, so it's not quite right. Even even if they did get a big producer to do it, or Mutt, for instance, I don't know, I don't know who did it, but it doesn't sound as crisp and as punchy. But I think it works because of that. Dangerous is a pretty good song for Def Leopard, whichever way you uh, whichever way you slice it, all the way through, it's pretty good. And I wrote that, uh, and I thought, yeah, pretty good. And then yesterday I listened to all of it again. And It's not just good, that song. It's up there with Def Leppard's Best. Yeah. Uh, Only one track on the album, I would say, is up there with their best. But yeah, uh, Dangerous by Def Leppard. Uh, If you were a fan and you dropped out like I did, um, sparkling the lounge and all that sort of shit and just thought, you know what, I'm out, give Dangerous a go. If you were still in, you know anyway. Um, Let's talk about one last thing before we go, Dan. Damnation Festival. I played... You played... Barely. I remember one thing about this. I I remember looking up, and you weren't there. (laughs) What the fuck happened? I still don't really know. My equipment all just cut out. So we're playing live,
1: but I didn't notice that your equipment cut out. I think there's a video of it up somewhere.
0: Yeah, just playing, and suddenly there's no sound coming. So I changed the head... uh, which would take quite a while, which I imagine was going on. But I didn't see you at the front. Like, you disappeared off the stage Yeah, we went backstage and changed it all. And then,
1: rather than putting all my pedals in, I just went straight into the amp and it worked. And it turned out it wasn't my amp that was broken. You know those big heavy pedal cases we've got?
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: That had fallen shut on one of the wires, the power wires. Ah, right. So it worked for a little bit. And then eventually, when I started stamping on the pedals... It had come loose
0: fuck. and broke. So you'd swapped the head around and everything and it still wasn't that. Yeah, so it, wasn't it wasn't the head. Fuck. Did you finish the set? Yeah, I came back on and when it finally got finished,
1: I uh, came back on and put my hand up in the air and got a massive cheer. Oh, Best but... moment of my life. <laughs> that sounds cheesy as fuck. It was. That, that's quite a spinal tap. Uh, and go on. our previous uh, interviewee, John from Canvas, was in the
0: front row. No way. Yeah. <laughs> It was probably him going mental for you, coming back on stage. I remember that, and the other thing I remember from the gigs, so I don't remember pretty much anything, except when I opened my mouth to sing the first thing, I remember looking right in front of me, and it was a bunch of girls, a bunch of women, and I was like, okay, that's unusual for Holmes. It's usually fat, middle-aged, bearded um, men in battle jackets. I went to sing the first line. As soon as I did that, My bowels opened, right? I (laughs) didn't shit myself, but the fart started coming. And you know when you can't stop? It's like, oh God, oh God, am I going to poo? And it was like, oh no. And then I just remembered, oh, all these girls are right in front of me. And I couldn't stop farting. Uh, It was, I don't want to say it was horrific, because no one mentioned it afterwards, but there was that you know when you can smell your own business and you know all oh, that's not pleasant, other people must be able to smell that. Because normally you like the smell of your own farts, right? Yeah, that's right. You do, don't you? You like the smell of your own fart? No, I don't. Oh shit. That's just me as well. Well anyway, I, I put that the front of the audience through all that. <laughs> and like that was like the very first line of the song. It didn't stop for like, I don't know, a minute or two. It's just like so humiliating. So I started wandering <laughs> to the back, like where Max is, you know, when I just stand next to Max. Although I'm trying to sing, so I've got the whole mic. Uh, it was a right fucking mess. Then after, like, I've settled down, that's when I looked for you, because like, I like to feed on you. You're not there. It was. Just, I just remember it being an utter disaster. Did you think I'd walked off because of the smell? Who knows what I thought? <laughs> I was just like so disappointed in myself. Yeah, the other bit that annoyed me about the
1: magazine is I'm a big fan of Sea Bastard, and they played after us, and I was well happy because it was the first time I was going to be able to see them live. Oh, yeah, man.
0: We were well into Sea Bastard at that time.
1: Uh, so I made sure I was down there in the front row, well into it. and then They were pretty good. Yeah. Um, Metal Hammer gave them a four. Wow. Scumbags. Four.
0: I oh, really like it. They give anyone else a four. I don't think so. Wow. Well, okay. You know, thing is, as we always say, when you're reviewing something, it's that person's individual, you know, reception. They they might not like fucking really slow, overlong, repetitive doom. <laughs> what? <laughs> Who doesn't like that? I know it's mad, right? Um this is the end. Daniel, what amazing words have you got for our audience that's just packing up their bags they're about to go on to apple Podcasts. they're about to give it five stars they're about to give us a really nice nice little word a nice little review what are you going to say to them
1: oh thank you so much for listening uh listen to sea bastards first album